Evening folks, just watched Arsenal beat Chelsea 2-0, deserving three points for the Gunners. They were they were the better team from start to finish. Um, team team news, first of all, so Aaron Ramsey and Lucas Torreira came back into the Arsenal team. And I always, once I've seen those two names on the team sheet, I, I fancied Arsenal then. I always feel they're a better side when those two guys are in the starting lineup. Uh, Bellerin came back in as well uh, in a back four. But unfortunately, it looks like he's picked up a pretty serious injury. Um, so I think he got the clean sheet points. He, I think it was after the 60-minute mark where he picked up his injury. So that looks like it could be a long-term a long-term thing, which could make someone like Maitland-Niles, he, he could become an option. I don't even know if he's a midfielder or a defender. He could he may well be listed as a, as a midfielder. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, Torreira and Ramsey were, were both excellent. Uh, Ozil was back on the bench but didn't feature at all. Another sign, just he's a complete stay away in FPL this season. The Chelsea lineup was was pretty standard, no no surprises in that one. The usual suspects were all playing. Uh, Hazard was the false nine again. He he huffed and puffed, um, but again another blank. Very very frustrating as an owner. And you know how much patience do we do we have with this guy? Um, I'm just hopeful that if Higuain does come in, that that will that will help Hazard because Giroud came on after about 65 minutes and Hazard was more effective then, you know, when there was a, a recognised centre forward on the pitch. So hopefully Higuain will come in and hopefully will improve things for Hazard. Um, Chelsea in general, they just, they, they they pass the ball to death, but they, they don't create much. Um, I don't even know if they had a, had a shot on target in that game. I know Duncan Alexander from Opta had a stat up at, at one point uh, towards the end of the game that Chelsea's last shot on target was in the 64th minute in the Newcastle game last week. So that gives you an idea of how much clear-cut chances uh, they created today. The goals for Arsenal came from Lacazette, uh, an excellent individual goal, uh, excellent first touch in the box and then and beat his man and beat the goalkeeper, a great finish. Uh, the assist for that one went to Bellerin. So he's going to probably end up in about 10 points Bellerin after that one with a clean sheet and the assist. Um, the second goal then was the two centre-backs combined. Socrates took a kind of a shot, I think it was, from the edge of the box. And Koscielny uh, tried to head it towards goal, head off his shoulder uh, and ended up in the back of the net. So it doesn't matter how they go in. Uh, big, big goal for Arsenal that one. And Koscielny was immense. At centre back, you know, you you can tell his his body's not really fit for it anymore. But he soldiered on right through the game, and he was probably man of the match, uh, in in my opinion, in that one. He played a big part in the clean sheet, a rare clean sheet for Arsenal. You know, we've we haven't really been able to touch their defence this season, but maybe that'll be a you know a sign of things to come. That performance today, they were very very good defensively. Um, Kolasinac got a clean sheet, and like always, he he passed the eye test again. He he probably didn't get as forward as much as he usually does when they play the wing backs but he still had quite a few opportunities he was getting in the box getting touches in the box and he had a couple of goal attempts as well so he always has attacking potential and as I say if they can start picking up more clean sheets he's definitely someone I'd be interested in uh, Chelsea as I said you know nothing nothing of note it was I, I sold Alonso this week and it wasn't very enjoyable watching the game because he was very attacking uh, taking up great positions, he hit hit the post again. Uh, I don't think any player has hit the woodwork more than Alonso this season. I think that may be the fifth or sixth time he's hit the post. So it was a header from a, I think it was a corner or a free kick. He hit the post, and you know he was in the box. 
frequently there was quite a few occasions where he was getting trying to get shots off so I, I feel kind of fortunate to come away that he that he only got two points there because I thought he was going to punish me watching the game he was Alonso was quite lucky as well there was an incident towards the end of the game I think it was Maitland Niles he, he seemed to put his hands on his face now I didn't see a replay but on first glance if, if the referee had seen it Alonso could have been in trouble so um, I need to watch that one back and see if there was anything more to it and possibly if there was more to it you know there could be a retro- retrospective ban but again I only seen it in, in real time I didn't see a replay uh, what else did I pick out from the game from the eye test so something that I picked out from this game and the Wolves game earlier today was uh, these two man corners a lot of a lot of teams seem to be sending two men out for a corner and whoever places the ball rules the ball you know plays the ball short and then the other guy whips it in so I think that's something where the ITS comes in. If you're just looking at the stats and you're looking at who's taking the corners, um, Spurs do this a lot as well. We often see Trippier and Eriksen go out to take the corner and, and Trippier will play it short to Eriksen and Eriksen's actually the guy who whips it in. So if you're just looking at stats, you'll think, right, Trippier's on corners, that's great. But it's actually Eriksen most of the time who whips the ball in. So his, it's it's him who has the greater assist potential there. So that's something just to keep an eye on. Um with, with corners, you know, just because a player's taken a corner doesn't actually mean they're whipping it into the box. Often it's played short and the other guy's whipping it in. So that that was happening in this game as well, with, with Arsenal in particular. Something else I picked out, I mentioned it on my podcast last week, was David Luiz's distribution from, from defence. He very often looks for long balls over the top and it was Pedro again this week. Uh, there was twice he, he played Pedro in over the top and on one occasion Pedro was very close to his scoring but he, he tried to lob the keeper and it went a couple of inches wide um, so Louise always has that assist potential from those long balls out of defence I think he's I think he's on a zero pointer uh, today though he got booked he had a bit of a shocker uh, especially first half um, but again just wanted to highlight that assist potential that he has uh, I mentioned the Bellerin injury. A couple of other players, just to shout out, I'm, I'm, you know, some of the players that are popular in FPL. I mentioned Kolasinac, you know, passed the eye test again. Aubameyang, uh, again, as a non-owner, I never enjoy watching Arsenal because I always feel that Aubameyang is going to do damage to me. But he didn't have an awful lot of chances today. First half, he, he looked pretty sharp. There was, there was, um, right in the first five minutes, Lacazette played a ball across the box and Aubameyang really should have made contact with it but he missed it and then in the first half as well there was uh, he had an acrobatic attempt that watching it I, I thought it was going to head the back of the net but it but it went wide um, second half then Chelsea kept Aubameyang pretty quiet but I, I still feel he's an excellent FPL asset and I think it's is it Cardiff he has next at home uh, he definitely has a good fixture at home next anyway so he, he's a definite hold if you own him um, and you know he's probably a strong captaincy candidate as well for that one Mentioned Alonso, uh, Hazard, I br- briefly mentioned him as well. Very frustrating watch as a Hazard owner. So hopefully he does get a striker in there. And, and you know, I think he is a lot more effective when he's on the wing. Um, but again, it's, you know, I've got other fires to fight this week. I've got Balbuena, I've got Kamara. So I'm probably going to end up holding on to Hazard for a little bit longer. Uh, but I think anyone who, you know, doesn't have any issues in their team you have to ask yourself the question is Hazard worth having because he's very very frustrating to own at the moment um, I added Willian and Pedro to my watch list last week um, and both of them you know Pedro probably looked at the best of those two tonight but again he, he came off early which he often does uh, Willian was pretty ineffective in that game um, 
So I think that's the main FPL topics covered. Another point on Chelsea, just watching Chelsea, I find it pretty, you know, I love N'Golo Kante. You know, it's amazing what he's done in, in winning titles in the Premier League. But I struggle to see what he offers that Chelsea team in this system. Um, you know, when he, when he when he gets into the uh, the attack in third, he just he seems to get a nosebleed. You know, he's he, he's really out of his comfort zone when he when he gets into the final third. And uh, Jorginho as well. You know, it's all it's all just short passes. There's very little creativity from him. And I would just much rather see, even if it is Giroud, start up front, Hazard on the wing, and then just drop Kante or or Jorginho. I don't think you need both of them in there. But Sarri seems pretty. Uh, said in his way so that's probably not going to change so that's I'm rambling on a little bit that is Chelsea the Arsenal Chelsea game covered as I said I'm probably not going to be able to watch the games live tomorrow but what I'll do I'll record them and I'll watch them back Monday or Tuesday and I'll do eye test then for those so enjoy your Saturday night whatever you're up to uh, and I'll talk to you all soon